Yeah, it really does. And and also being very respectful to our vendors and our marketing partners in all of this. You know, they love to see people out doing off-roading activities using the equipment that they sell. And uh, and it makes it very, very worthwhile for them. And, and also it gives them the opportunity to come out and do demonstrations of a whole range of, of uh, products live in person right there. Yeah, come on, hop in this vehicle and go out and try this kind of thing. Happy Friday. It's a great day. Hey, I'm Tony and welcome to the Jeep Talk Show, the talk show where we talk about all things Jeep from trail riding to overlanding and everything in between. Every Friday, we have an interview with a new and exciting guest. Sometimes they have products you need to uh, for, you need for your Jeep and sometimes they just have uh, great stories to share. So sit back, grab a cold one and get ready for another great guest right here on the Jeep Talk Show. Are you ready? It's time for the Jeep Talk Show with hosts Tony, Josh, Wendy, and Chuck. So we're all very excited about the Great Smoky Mountain Jeep Invasion coming up here in the next just just a few days. And uh, Allison Parliament uh, with uh, the uh, official Ducking Jeep Established 2020 is going to be there, and she's going to be handing out ducks and uh, a couple of other things. Uh, isn't that right, Allison? It is. Um, we're going to be there from August 23rd to the 27th, and we'll be out ducking. Um, we've got some pretty cool different ducks for this event. We've got some on-trail ducks. If you come see us at BF Goodrich, where we'll be set up at the Lillicott Center um, for a couple hours a day. We'll also be over at Ducking Crazy, signing ducks and having a little bit of fun. And we've got a little bit of exciting news. Um, we've got my brand new Jeep Rubicon from Thunder Chrysler Dodge Jeep being delivered to us at the event. So we're going to be showing her off. She's the high-velocity yellow Rubicon. And you guys will not be able to miss her because she is very much wrapped with all of our logos. So we're really excited to be there. So you had about 600 to 1,000 ducks on the original Jeep. Uh, are they abandoned now and on the other Jeep, or have you uh, moved them all over to the new Jeep yet? Um, so we're actually leaving the silver Jeep ducked up the way she is. She will be going to some events with us still. <laughs> oh, they're going to be but, so sad. They're not going to be with Mama. <laughs> well, they'll be with Dad, so it's not so bad. My other half's going to be driving my silver Jeep. And um, I'll be driving all ducked up our new official ducking jeep, which we're really excited about. And she doesn't have any ducks yet. So we actually have a contest oh, that's right. at you, Mountain. You haven't got it because I know if you if you had received the jeep already, you'd be sitting in it making this call. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't you, think you'll be able to get me out of it once we get it. Yeah, exactly. So, and a big thanks uh, from the Jeep Talk Show and me personally because you're going to be handing out uh, Jeep Talk Show stickers uh, along with those ducks. Uh, the the first five hundred people that. <laughs> <laughs> that yep. are there so uh we really appreciate that so if you if you guys have been looking forward to getting a a jeep talk show sticker and these are special they have a little uh a duck on the the sticker itself and uh, allison is going to be handing out those for us and which is great we're very excited about being a part of the great smoky mountain jeep invasion julianne from wrangle her is going to be there and chick chat and uh chris is going to be there and uh, a few other folks from the the jeep talk show team so uh hopefully we can get you guys uh uh, together and uh, say hello and uh, you know and maybe a, a duck photo that would be awesome um, we'd have a lot of fun with that and we'd be happy to do it um, I was also going to say we've got a little bit of a contest going with for our duckers while we're there if the duckers can find my jeep and leave a duck with their social media tag on the duck 
We're going to be picking a winner every day that's going to win a six-inch signed duck and some other swag. So um, we're going to be posting where the Jeep's parked every day and having some fun with that as well. Oh, that's really cool. Uh, that is, uh, that's really nice. And then they give some people uh, a bit of a, uh, uh, a duck hunt. Uh, pardon the, the pun. <laughs> well, that's really cool. Well, I hope, I hope you uh, have a really good time out there. I do like that it's only going to be a couple hours a day because I just I could just see you out there, you know, eight ten hours uh, handing out ducks and signing uh, autographs uh, for the on the ducks. But uh, good, I'm glad, and I bet you're really looking forward to this. I hear it's a really big event. It is an amazing event. This is our second year going, and we can't wait to be back. It's so much fun. Great. Thank you. And uh, hopefully we'll see you at Eastern Jeep Safari next year. Definitely. That is definitely on our list for next year. From around the world. Or from your city. And sometimes just down the street. Howdy, neighbor. It's the Jeep Talk Show interview. Alrighty, ho, boys and girls, it's time for another Jeep Talk Show interview, and tonight we're going to be talking with Tom Zelinsky. He is a lifetime off-roader, off-road event creator and operator, uh, tread lightly board member, former racer of many things. I'm assuming this was legal racing, Tom, and you don't have to incriminate yourself if you don't want to, and support uh, supporter of all things off-road. Tom, thanks a lot for being on here. Do you know it has been uh, almost a year since you were on for the first time? Has it really? Yeah. I, honestly, I didn't think that it had been that long. Uh, if we can circle back just for a minute to your question, sure. There, there are in the United States. There are uh, there is a thing where you don't have to incriminate yourself. So, uh, <laughs> perhaps in my youth, there were things that would not have been viewed well by the authorities. Well, there's a statute of limitations, right? And as long as there wasn't a murder or death involved, so <laughs> nope, none of that. But perhaps some. There may have been some speed laws that were violated at some point or something like that. Well, if they didn't want you to break them, they wouldn't set limits, right? I mean, you know, that's it's all part of the game. There you go. <laughs> I was telling somebody the other day, I had a, a 72 Nova that I dropped a 327 in, uh, and I learned the reason why Chevy came out with four-bolt mains uh, after a few... Uh, a few runs in that 327. Oh, it was so sad. I was I was so poor, and it was all I could do to, to afford to you know to make a, a 327 in there. But anyway, uh, I, I told them I said, well, you don't go fast for a long period of time. You accelerate. That's the most fun anyway for me was that acceleration, that feeling of the torque and moving you along. And I would burst, uh, do a, a a burst of speed and then slow down. My my uh, thought process was, well, the cop may see you. But by the time he realizes what's going on, unless he's real close to you, you're already back to the speed limit. <laughs> so it's just like, what are they going to do? <laughs> I may not have always been that fortunate to uh, to be back at the speed limit, but that's another story. By the way, my first car, 74 Nova SS. So fond oh, memories there. See, mine was not an SS. I actually, uh, and this isn't an interview for me, but I'll tell you real quick, give you a better idea who I am. So uh, I had, I actually dropped that 327 Nova into a 73 Pontiac Ventura, my first vehicle. And I was, uh, I had, uh, one of the pistons had cratered, so I replaced the piston in it and I took it out for a test drive. Dumbass 18 year old. Took it out for a test drive. I got it up to 130, maybe more, because that's as far as the uh, speedometer went on the, the, the Ventura. Uh, and it, the Ventura, if nobody knows, it's just, it's just a Nova. It's the same thing as the 73 Nova, uh, a little bit different uh, grill. 
and uh, this dumbass pulled over in front of me. I mean, what was he thinking? Doing the speed limit on that three-lane uh, road. and Drum uh, brakes, too, I bet. I, absolutely. And I stood on it, and I literally bent the steering wheel when I ran into the back of him. I think I got it down to 80 before I ran into the back of that uh, Monte Carlo. So, uh, was not injured. Yeah, my, was not injured. My uh, passenger was not injured. I was sore and uh, totaled the Ventura. So, I took that 327 out, uh, put it in a 72 Nova that I bought from a, a neighbor down the street for uh, 500 bucks, I think is what it was. And it was a beautiful Nova. I did not crash that one. So, I learned my lesson. There you go. Mature <laughs> decision making. <laughs> well, uh, I got it, actually got into trucks than Jeeps because somebody was going to die. I love going fast and I actually still go fast, but I just don't. It's just it's easier not to go fast in a truck or a Jeep. Um, I, I think I'd be I'd be would be in a really bad situation if I was uh, in a uh, was it a America America's Most Wanted uh, Jeep there uh, in, in your neck of the woods. Honey, I was in one yesterday. <laughs> i bet you that's a bad thing for you you sound like you're a speed demon too uh once again we just we leave a lot of this stuff on set all i can tell you is that uh i have had the great opportunity jared and i were together yesterday so okay. have had the great opportunity to be in many 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 america's most wanted uh, Jeeps. And oh, I didn't realize that you guys were that close. We we I had a great interview with him uh, a few months back. He was he was very interesting. I suggested, and I don't think they've done it yet, but I suggested they get Tim Allen in one of those things just so they could license the grunt for their uh, their their social media stuff. Yeah. Um, well, interesting story with Jared. His original shop. They're in a new shop now. But uh, going back, our shops are separated by about two hundred yards. Oh. So literally neighbors. Yeah. And so they still operate some stuff out of the original shop. And so I see the guys all the time and had lunch with uh, Jared yesterday while doing some fun off-roading activities. So that would be a really hard thing for me if I was 200 yards away and they crank something up and I go, oh, that's a different sound. I got to go check that out. <laughs> Shiny thing right down the street. Yes, exactly. Get no work done at all. <laughs> <laughs> so were you were you guys out at holly oaks doing this testing that you're talking about yeah and it wasn't so much testing uh i was putting on um uh, an awesome corporate event uh for the team at aria the parent company to armor light and um uh, and so we were out there and armor light supplies stuff to uh to uh america's most wanted of course and uh jared and a couple of the team members decided to uh to uh, come partake in our corporate day. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, our version of corporate days are very different than than most other companies. And uh, uh, but it was great to uh, to have everybody from Armor Light out there and got a lot of people out off roading that had never been off roading, which is super important. A little off road one hundred and one stuff. It was really good. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's got to be a lot of fun. You guys are in the wrong part of the country for me. You need to be down here in Southeast Texas. I, I actually would get nothing done. Because I'd be going, come on, can I go? Can I go? Uh, I'll be quiet. <laughs> that is, well, there's, there's a lot of you know, interesting there's, things there's always, up there. Yeah, there's always a little extra space here around the office. We could carve out a little uh, spot for you, and and you can come on up here. But uh, uh, that might interfere with 
the rest of your life. Oh, of course. I know it would. Uh, but uh, yeah, I could do a Les Nessman thing, put some tape on the floor and have an office type thing. That's great. Thank you for that. So uh, speaking of Holly Oaks, uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you something you already know, I'm sure. Did you know that there now is a Jeep Honor Badge for the Holly Oaks RV Park? Well, that's actually a couple of years old. Um, I may uh, have had something to, to do with that. And, <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> uh, tried to push that agenda forward. As you know, well, the last time I was on, it was uh, Jim and I, Jim Morrison and I were on. And uh, so very grateful that we get to uh, speak frequently and, and even more grateful that we get to go off-roading together mm -hmm. uh, fairly frequently. And of course, coming up here shortly, we'll have... Uh, several days of off-roading together at Detroit Four Fest. So uh, I've never met Jim, uh, Chris, our uh, event, uh, our guest coordinator uh, has met him a few times uh, and uh, talk, speaking with Jim last year when you were on, uh, I've got a, I think I've got a good feel uh, for Jim and man, what a great guy and what a, uh, an off-roader, uh, which doesn't, you don't necessarily have to be a great guy and an off, a good off-roader, but he, he really gets it as do you as far as the off-road uh, community goes. Well, um, <laughs> boy, this is a good one, but there, there's a lot of people that could head up a brand, right? Right. Uh, throughout the history of automotive, there's been a lot of people that have headed up brands that you kind of go, huh, I wonder if that guy really gets it. I wonder if he actually does the things. There's been people that have headed up performance brands and not really ever had any driving skills or performance driving or anything. And Jim is a bona fide, genuine off-roader, and uh, and and really um, is true to the Jeep brand. Mm -hmm. And geez, I don't know what would happen if he ever left. So uh, I've I've already told Jim he's not allowed to retire ever. It just makes me feel so good. And I think I mentioned this. I've mentioned it several times. It just makes me feel so good. Uh, nothing's going to dissuade me from liking Jeep, but it makes me feel great that knowing somebody that's uh, in the upper parts of the Jeep management is a Jeeper, is an off-roader. Uh, and uh, it, it, it just feels like the way it should be. And it's exactly what you said. I mean, I had no idea who Jim was or, or how he felt about things. But after talking to him, I was like, well, this, this guy's just like me. Uh, he's just a lot more successful. <laughs> well, and, and so to that end, uh, I think particularly with a brand that's very enthusiast-oriented, it's absolutely vital that you have an enthusiast as part of that. Yes. And, you know, look, if you're selling, uh, and I certainly don't mean this as anything negative against Hyundai or Kia, but if you're selling appliances, uh, transportation appliances, I don't know that you have to have a huge level of enthusiasm. But if you're associated with a brand that's all about enthusiasm and lifestyle and, and has its very own culture, uh, boy, you better be part of that culture and it better be authentic because they'll sniff out fake oh, absolutely. attempts at culture every time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of uh, sniffing out, you were at Toledo Jeep Fest this past weekend, weren't you? Yeah, of course. Uh, always go down to support that. Uh, love all the folks associated with that. Um, uh, although that is, um, it's not a four-fest style of event where there's off-roading. Uh, they definitely do a great job of bringing the community together and lots of aspects of the community. And uh, and it's really fun. You know, obviously Toledo being the home of Jeep and all, mm -hmm. it's it's the it's the right location for that activity. And uh, golly, went down, saw 
lots of our sponsors and vendors and stuff and and just had a great time with everybody and and ran into the jts crew as well yeah i know you did and i appreciate that uh it it, it, it was nice because it's kind of like they get a little bit of a, a a bonus for being out there helping support the show uh getting to meet people like yourself so did you hear about the the snafu on the the, the picture taking in front of the the jeep sign uh down there at the toledo plant Wait, no, I didn't hear anything about that. What happened? So they sent out the address for everybody that had, uh, I guess, uh, uh, had uh, donated to the charity so they could get their picture taken, and they left off a zero. So I think it was supposed to be 4,000, whatever the street address was, and it was 400. Uh, Chris told me that that was, uh, the 400 apparently was in front of some crack houses. (laughs) (laughs) And my question was, did they still do the take the picture? (laughs) Because, you know... (laughs) Why wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> so there was an adventure. So several of the people were there late, about thirty minutes late, because they went to the crack house first. But uh, they weren't complaining. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah, that could have gone off the rails very quickly, couldn't it? Yeah, it really could. But I thought it was hilarious, especially with Chris telling me uh, <laughs> it's a crack house, which I'm sure he was just joking. Um, well, so Chris didn't tell me about that part. Well, now you got some ammo. <laughs> you can oh, ask. Yeah. That'll be good. <laughs> Oh, he'll be like, oh, no, where did you hear about that? That'll be that that question. Oh, and uh, speaking of the Toledo Jeep Fest, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure I've, I've mentioned this to you before. Uh, if not, I need to because I really, was, I really want to see this happening. I think it's a great idea. So I believe I, I recommended this last year uh, on an interview I did with Whitney of Toledo Jeep Fest uh, that the, the, the parade needs an honor badge. It needs a Jeep honor badge. That's a great tie-in between Jeep and the whole honor badge tra- uh, trail thing. And I also suggested, to, you mentioned you, you don't do off-road type things at Toledo Jeep Fest. I mentioned to uh, uh, Jerry that maybe they shouldn't fill in the potholes there on the parade route. <laughs> it, it could be a combination of, you know, an honor badge and an off-road event. Well, I think, for, <laughs> although I certainly don't speak for the Jeep brand uh, regarding badge of honor stuff, but I think that it actually has to be a legitimate uh, trail and not just one of the northern Ohio or southern Michigan (laughs) bad roads, Uh, although there's an abundance of those. That's what I'm saying. There's probably rules. There's probably rules you get. But I thought it was a really cool idea, you know, and you could actually get a badge, an honor badge, for being in the the, the parade, the Toledo Jeep Fest parade. But anyway, uh, I figured if anybody could do something about that, you could. So uh, we'll we'll, we'll see how that evolves in the future. But I know what you mean. Uh, it, it probably does need to be an, uh, an off-road type event. I told Jerry we could make that uh, we could make the main road uh, in downtown Toledo into an off-road course, but there seems to be uh, a bit of a budgeting problem, and perhaps some <laughs> of the city folks weren't as, as as enamored with that as we might have been. Well, see, they they should be jeepers. They should be on board with that from the very start because you know the jeep is a big uh, thing for Toledo. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, that's just the way I see it. We could give off-road 101 lessons to everyone. There, is, there you go. All right. So uh, you have a Toledo, uh, not Toledo, you have a Detroit Four Fest uh, event coming up here very, very soon at the uh, 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 aforementioned uh, Holly Oaks ORV Park. And that's in Holly, Michigan. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, and the funny, a lot of people that are familiar with that area, um, it's not in downtown Holly. Uh, it's next to the Mount Holly Ski Resort. And so a lot of people uh, say, well, 
I've been in Holly. We were at the hotel and we ate at this restaurant or something. I never saw an off-road park. Uh, Holly's a big place, and uh, but it is direct access off of I-75, and it's one of very, very, very few locations around the United States that are in an urban, suburban center that have a legitimate off-road park. It is not a couple of bumps and, and so on. It's very, very big climbing features. And we just had a, a big tire event out there and um, uh, guys with had to have a minimum of 40s and uh, so on. So yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of stuff that is extreme level of challenge and then lots of stuff for beginners and and learners as well. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the big, I mean, I'm sure it's a great park and everything, but I mean, like you say, very few places can say we're close to you. <laughs> so you can, you know, that, that's kind of the, the downside. Uh, I mean, I thought Texas uh, would be uh, was wide open. And then I came to find out whenever I got my first Jeep, it's all fenced. It's all owned and fenced. There is not open areas uh, to go off road. I have to drive at least an hour to go off road and that's crappy off roading. And if I and then I have to drive three hours if I want to have some decent off roading, and then if it's twenty hours to uh, Moab, so <laughs> everything yeah. is a drive. So when when you can buy a Jeep and outfit it, and it, and that's the important thing when you're adding stuff to your Jeep, you want to get out there and try it out. And if you got something that's an hour, thirty minutes, twenty minutes from your house, that, that that's just wonderful. Well, a you're likely to do so more frequently uh, for those that are already Jeep enthusiasts. And second, for those that are new to it, and maybe they've bought a Wrangler and and haven't even discovered how to put it into four-wheel drive yet, mm-hmm. but it gives them an outlet to go have this experience, and maybe they love it, or some people go out and say, that was the silliest thing I've ever done. I got all muddy. What was I thinking? Uh, but I can tell you yesterday, we had 60-plus people that had never been off-roading, <laughs> and 45 of them walked away big enthusiasts. Oh, I, I think so. Yeah, I think so. And it's just that uh, getting them over the hump, it's a bit scary. And I think it's easy to say, no, nah, I don't want to do that because it's an unknown. Uh, so kudos to those people that got, actually will go out and try those things. Uh, and uh, and I'll mention really quick, uh, it's not it's not just the people that have never put it in four-wheel drive. It's a bit scary because if you've got a new JL or JT and you try to put it in four-wheel drive, you don't want to go. <laughs> it's really hard when you first get it. You got to jerk on that thing. Yeah. I think the thing that I hear most frequently, uh, whether it's at Detroit Four Fest or any of our Four Fest events or just out at the at Holly Oaks, um, the thing I hear most frequently is, well, I need to drive this on Monday. You know, I got to go to work. Yeah. This is my daily driver. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot you can do and not have to turn your vehicle into a rock buggy um, and have an extremely capable daily driver. Absolutely. And, uh, so, uh, you know, we try to, we try to teach that and uh, make that a focal point and, um, and really get people to, uh, to come out and enjoy it and, and give it a shot. And like with Detroit Four Fest, it's the perfect opportunity for those that maybe are not this core of off-roaders, we know all of them are coming to Detroit Four Fest already. Mm-hmm. But the people that maybe aren't can come out, see it, experience some things, take an off-road 101 lesson. Um, you know, inter- we were talking about Jim Morrison. Here's the head of the Jeep brand at the event out talking with consumers. And um, 
it, it can make a lot of people into enthusiasts that maybe never had that intention. Mm -hmm. hey, correct me if I'm wrong. Jim's not out there selling vehicles. He's out there having fun talking to customers and potential customers because he enjoys the off-road and the Jeep brand. Well, I'll take that a step further, and I hope Jim listens to this. Too many times, we're trying to wrestle Jim into doing some media stuff or whatever, and he's like, ah, I got to hop in this Jeep headed out. Some guys are out on the hill. I'm going to go check it out. And you're like, but hang on, Jim. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> yeah. So, well, uh, Jim's got it straight. He's got his priorities in order. Uh, priorities. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of priorities, uh, I, 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 in, I, I don't think I'm telling anything bad here. Uh, have you stopped uh, letting Broncos out there at that uh, off-road park? Because uh, uh, Jim doesn't like that. No, Jim doesn't like it, uh, but <laughs> I will say this, Jim has definitely come to accept that um, the marketplace has expanded. There are more people interested in yes, off-road. Yes. There are more people interested in being out there doing things, and I think that's wonderful, no matter what the brand is, and, and it certainly, uh, I think is going to prove to be a wonderful thing for the Jeep brand over the long haul. I think for the Jeep uh, consumers, it already has been. I mean, I have got no uh, no way of knowing this, but I feel that's the reason why we finally got a V8 and a Wrangler. And I suspect that's why we've gotten several things, 35-inch uh, tires directly from the other uh, factory. Uh, uh, just all kinds of uh, fun stuff that uh, Jeep is, uh, and I, and get, don't get me wrong, I think that in, internal Jeep has been talking about doing this for years, but it's it's much safer to be conservative. But when you have somebody else coming along, now it's a little easier to talk to people that are uh, keeping you conservative to maybe do a little bit more on the edge. And again, it's just my my thought on the process. Yeah, well, there's it, it's undeniable that it's a motivator. And, you know, now there's another brand that's jumping into the fray with a bit more vigor and, and that's Toyota. And um, it, it's going to be interesting to see how that goes because they seem to be fairly serious about this stuff. And, and uh, so far it seems like Jeep is prepared to respond uh, at every turn. I think, know? I and, think Jeep uh, has some very deep technical and fun stuff that they have. Uh, and I think they've probably been sitting on it for a while, just guessing. And like I was saying, so I, I, I don't think Jeep has is going to be limited on what they can pull out of their pocket. Yeah. Um, and I also think the other part of it is that Jeep is so uh, vital and representative of uh, volume to Stellantis, the, the corporate side of it, that um, Jeep will have resources made available to them uh, without question. And And obviously, I'm not here to talk about anything that that may or may not be coming out in the future, but uh, I, I can assure you, based on the stuff that I get to hear about, based on the stuff I get to see, uh, future's pretty bright. I'm excited. I'm, I, you know, it's it's awesome to see uh, further expansion of off-roading, mm -hmm. and uh, whether that's with an EV or whether that's with uh, a, a beautiful-sounding 392, um, all of it is is good for off-roading. Well, you know, uh, I asked Jim about this about a year ago, and uh, he declined to answer. Uh, maybe, maybe you can answer now since it's been about a year. Uh, when's the three ninety two going to come out in the uh, Gladiator? Uh, that's a question that I can't answer. <laughs> uh, but um, you know, certainly uh, there's probably an appetite 
Oh, that kind definitely. Of thing. <laughs> um, I think given the existing uh, political climate, uh, there may be less appetite for big corporations to do things like that. But mm -hmm. uh, those things change also. And, and uh, so who knows what the future holds. Uh, uh, I certainly, uh, my opportunities to drive V8s in, uh, in those vehicles uh, are, are AMWs. But uh, with that said, um, there, there is a new motor coming out. I think it's been pretty well publicized that there's a new motor uh, that's going to be available in Jeep products coming up. And it sounds like that's going to be a, a very powerful piece. And uh, I don't know, maybe there's maybe there's no need for a V8 at oh, some point. I'm not sure. Curse you. I can't believe the Speed Demon would say there's no need for a V8. <laughs> <laughs> If nothing else Fair for the enough. sound, you know, just the sound of it, you know. Uh, I know the EVs are going to be much more powerful and have a lot more torque uh, once they, especially once they get the battery technology or the power generation where it needs to be. Uh, but it's not going to be the same. The kids, the kids in those days will not know what the vibration and all the fun, uh, just pulling up in your driveway and giving it a vun vun uh, before you turn it off, that type of thing. Yep. Well, <laughs> if I have my way, I hope that I can be um a preserver of uh all such sounds and 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 the something that gets dismissed the smells oh absolutely uh, i didn't think about that yeah maybe a little nitrous in, in that smell uh range as well <laughs> if yeah, it was a good race night gas. race <laughs> gas is a beautiful thing <laughs> I do remember when gas used to smell good. You weren't supposed to smell it, but it. it I remember when gas used to smell really good. Now it just smells bad. Um, well, so, <laughs> so in my you, family, my daughter has two-stroke candles, so that's how messed up my kids are. <laughs> that's nice. So uh, the, you have an event coming up on September eighth through tenth uh, at the, the Detroit Four Fest Detroit. Uh, and this is going to be at Holly Oaks ORV Park, and you're going to, uh, and, and that's going to be a uh, not necessarily a Jeep event. I'm sure Jeepers are, are welcome, but uh, what type of event is that going to be? Well, let's give credit where credit is due. Uh, Jeep is certainly the title partner in that. Mm -hmm. uh, all of the brands will be there. Uh, everybody that has all of the OEMs are are be there are going to be there and are committed to the uh, to the event. Uh, so there'll be lots of stuff represented, uh, but Jeep has been the title partner to that from the start, and uh, we hope they'll continue forever. Uh, but uh, kind of what we touched on earlier, all of our Forefest events are off-roading events. It's People are there to go off-roading. The fact that we have a vendor village that's a half mile by a half mile and has essentially the who's who of, of uh, off-road companies uh, attending and, and participating is is one thing, but um, we have a thing called the Forefest Passport. Uh, every consumer that comes to the event, uh, whether they go off-roading or just come to see racing activities and that kind of thing, uh, they get to go visit all the vendors, and we've got an absolutely astonishing list of prizes that will be given away, uh, which is fantastic. Many thanks to dozens and dozens and dozens of our uh, awesome vendors and and we've kind of thrown in a new thing this year called Camp Four Fest. And we've got a beautiful campground on a lake directly across the way from the uh, off-road park. So people can come go uh, camp and have an all-inclusive package and uh, be with like-minded off-roaders. Uh, 
uh, in the next campsite and uh, really fun times with all of that. It's going to be important that, uh, that you get signed up pretty quickly. And same thing for registrations for your off-road vehicle at Detroit Four Fest. We do limit it. Uh, the limit is fairly high because the park is big and, mm -hmm. and holds lots and lots and lots of vehicles. Uh, but even that, um, last year, uh, we bumped right up on being sold out, as in like three vehicles away. So, oh, that's great. That's got to be. That's got to feel good. I know you're you're very busy and on the phone and talking to people about doing this stuff. It's got to feel good when you get that kind of response. Yeah, it really does, and and also being very respectful to our vendors and our marketing partners in all of this. You know, they love to see people out doing off-roading activities using the equipment that they sell. And uh, and it makes it very, very worthwhile for them. And, and also, it gives them the opportunity to come out and do demonstrations of a whole range of, of uh, products live, in person, right there. Yeah, come on, hop in this vehicle and go out and try this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, uh, fourfestevents.com, and that starts with the number four, fourfestevents.com is where you need to go. And uh, once you get there, uh, you'll want to click on the uh, Detroit, Michigan uh, Four Fest, uh, September 8th through 10th, 2023. All right. Yeah, a little thing to, go ahead. little thing to bring up. Um, funny that you mentioned the September 8th part of that. Um, we have typically not been open on that Friday. Last year, we did a little bit of an experiment, uh, a single Facebook post to see if anybody would show up for a night fest. You can't go off-roading at night at Holly Oaks under normal circumstances, but on Friday night, we're going to open things up starting at 7. Sunset is at 7.10, if one is to believe what the Googler says. <laughs> and... Uh, so we're going to open things up on that Friday night. Our great friends at Tyree Lights, who I know you know well as, as mm -hmm. well, mm -hmm. uh, will be there. They're, they're sponsoring that and supporting that. And uh, obviously, we're going to go show off those awesome Tyree Lights and, uh, and show what they can do. In fact, Ken even said, I think we may have some kind of new light or something oh. that... Uh, that may be coming out for that, but I don't want to spill the beans. That's for that's for them to uh, to talk about. But uh, yeah, glad to have Tyree at our side, and and they always are and participate in in all of our events. But we're going to light up the night and get everybody out for some night wheeling and uh, maybe a little off road one hundred and one night wheeling as well because it is a different experience. Yeah, that's a that's an excellent idea, and I, I did mean to mean to focus in on that. You guys do off road training uh, out there as well. So it would be nice not only knowing how to off-road in the bright light, but also to the, the bright glow of uh, Tyree off-road lights. Yeah, it's, um, well, for those that have done it, we all know it's a different experience. Mm -hmm. And, and it, it's, uh, I think everybody should start off night wheeling because it'll make you patient. And too many times people new to off-roading get impatient and, and being patient is one of the ways you can avoid damaging your vehicle and, uh, the nighttime will make you that way because you for sure have different sight lines and uh, and a little bit different approach to uh, to some obstacles. Have you ever done any uh, private pilot uh, flying? Oh, yeah. So uh, a quick little story here. I thought it was funny. Uh, I had such a hard time learning how to land. I was afraid of the trees and, uh, you know, all the stuff that you can hit as you're trying to land. 
my best landings when I was learning how to fly was at night because I couldn't see all that stuff. You're not distracted. <laughs> That's right. I, and I, I came in nice and low. I mean, I could still tell where the trees were. So I suspect uh, or I wonder if that's the way night wheeling is. You're not seeing everything around you. You're just seeing the important stuff. You're not being overloaded. It's like, you know, old people driving in a, a new area where they have to turn the radio down so they can see better. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you this. Um, having spent a good bit of time in Moab uh, at night and some other locations, um, if you don't know the trail, it makes certain trails less intimidating because you can't see what's over that edge. Yeah, hell's revenge. I think that would have been a plus. <laughs> if you know the trail and you know what's over that edge and it's dark, then it's just as intimidating as ever. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, hell's revenge wasn't scary, but just the idea of being up on a fin and then both sides down, you know, you know, you're not going to make a hard right or left, no matter what Siri says. But still, the idea of it is like, I, I'm just I'm just moments from rolling this thing. I mean, I could just, you know, jerk this thing to the left or right. And, and there's just not going to be it's not going to be a good result. So, yeah, not seeing that, I think, would be uh, uh, be great for a lot of people. Yeah. So uh, I was going to mention uh, Tyree Light, certainly a friend of the show, as is uh, Four Fest and Utah. Uh, and uh, both really good companies and uh, appreciate uh, all the support you guys have been given the, the show and uh, just the, the personal things that uh, we've been involved in uh, out there at uh, Easter Jeep Safari. Oh, obviously, you're going to Easter Jeep Safari for 2024, right? Oh, yeah, there's a pretty big plan for, uh, for that, and uh, we'll just keep some surprises in our pocket for that, but uh, there'll be some really neat stuff, and uh, some of our great partner companies are uh, are going to be on board to do some things and we're we're pretty excited about what that looks like and by the way speaking of cool off-road events uh i mentioned our four fest passport mm -hmm. the grand prize for one lucky winner or one lucky winner and his friend or spouse or partner or whatever um is going to be an all expenses paid trip to king of hammers oh wow with me and uh some pretty cool VIP experience. We'll throw them in the mix with some racers, and we'll get them out on uh, out on some trails that maybe they wouldn't otherwise have the opportunity to experience. And who knows what other things we're going to subject them to. That is huge. I mean, uh, King of Hammers is a is a is an experience. I've heard. And uh, to get to go out, go out there and be uh, shown around and uh, pointed in the right direction, so to speak, is going to be really uh, sounds like a, a really big deal. Congrats on that. Yeah, thanks. It'll be uh, it'll be great, and and uh, always uh, you know a big thanks to Dave Cole and Courtney Prost and the whole team. Uh, there, uh, they have been very hospitable uh, on many many levels with lots of different guests uh, over the years, and and so we're super grateful for that. And and it's funny um, because both of them, uh, Dave, Courtney, all the team. JT, just everybody that's been associated with that over the years have always taken a time out in the middle of all the madness, all the craziness to say hello to whatever guests we've brought and uh, and make sure that they feel welcome. So lots of credit to them for for being uh, cordial and uh, and doing that in the middle of 
what is perhaps one of the craziest weeks of off-roading anywhere. Yeah, that stuff like that means a lot. Uh, it, re- it really does because you know people are so busy and for them to take time out to uh, just uh, pay attention to, to to you and what you have to say is is really cool and uh, if you don't uh, if you don't notice it uh, well I, maybe the time was wasted because <laughs> that's uh, it's a big deal um, speaking of a big deal um, the uh, you are associated with uh, treadlightly.org in fact uh, I was actually uh, in a Tread Lightly event, as was several of the Jeep Talk Show uh, team members that first Monday uh, at Moab, I believe it was a Monday, and uh, we were out there uh, putting up some uh, some fences to protect uh, fossils and things, which I had no idea Tread Lightly did that thing. I, I really expected that we were going to be out there uh, picking up trash like some sort of prison uh, uh, gang. <laughs> And no, we were doing something to protect fossils, fossilized uh, footprints in the rocks and things. And that was, I mean, I'm, I'm just kind of a, 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 I like the rocks, I like fossils. So it really spoke to me. So tread lightly is often a lot more than just picking up garbage. Well, look, there's a very common, your misconception of that idea is absolutely common, uh, absolutely a normal thing. And uh, it goes far, far, far beyond picking up some trash and, and involves a lot of things beyond even fencing to protect dinosaur tracks, which I, maybe is one of the coolest things that you can do. <laughs> yeah. But uh, lots of advocacy for land use and lots of assistance to folks at the BLM and the Forestry Service and, and filling in gaps where or maybe the Forestry Service or BLM doesn't have enough team members to go out and keep some of these trails open. And it's, and it's absolutely vital that we do this. Um, we are dependent, us off-road people are dependent upon having land open for off-roading. And, and it's Tread Lightly's mission to make sure that that's, uh, that's a great thing. And, and we, I say we, because man, there's such an awesome team of people of which all of you guys were part of that, uh, but just an awesome team of people uh, that are out there doing these things to protect and preserve land that we can continue to recreate on and, and have fun recreating. And uh, as we have talked about amongst the Tread Lightly team so often, protect the fun, protect the adventure. That's really what this is about and uh, make sure that everybody has the opportunity to go out and do it and, and lots of education process. Um, you know, not to, we're on a Jeep talk show, but there's side-by-side folks out there uh, that maybe aren't as experienced or don't understand a lot of these concepts. So there's a lot of education that goes on and that kind of thing as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that's really important. I mean, uh, I've been out to Moab now and boy, I'm hooked. Uh, I, I don't care the 19, 20 hours. I'm I'm doing it again. Uh, and actually, we're trying to get a, a good size, a good population of Jeep Talk Show listeners to go out there. And it's not for the, the edification of Jeep Talk Show, not for the head count. So we can say, oh, we had 50 people or whatever. I simply want the, the people that listen to the show to be a part of that experience because being out there with the, the Jeep Talk Show listeners and team members that were there was just so great. Uh, it was just, it was, it, it's the difference in going uh, going to a movie by yourself or going there with some friends you can make some smart ass comments to while the, while the, while the movie's going on. It's just a lot more fun. Well, you were, um, you were up on Metal Masher with us. Mm-hmm. Um, 
with the Quadratech guys and, and everybody. And, and uh, in spite of how many people we took out there, and we know when you have a group, I think. Oh, there was a bunch. 31? Oh, there was a bunch. Yeah, it was a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, but when you go out with a big group like that, you know it's gonna there's gonna be some slow moving, and and from time to time, like happens, somebody breaks, and so on and so forth. But I think it speaks to that community so well that everybody jumps in, lends a hand, helps out, uh, makes sure that that recoveries are done correctly. Nobody minds spotting for for those of us maybe with a little bit more experience. Um, helping spot those with less experience and uh, and get them through various difficult technical sections uh, safely and, and without breaking their rig. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but uh, the lady that was in the TJ that lost her front uh, drive shaft uh, going up uh, there on Metal Masher. Uh, so I had a front row seat of not only her trying to uh, get up that, that ledge with the, the, the front drive shaft flopping around, but also to the literal uh, elbows and assholes show that I saw, and I mean that in a good way, of Quadratech and Tread Lightly folks just swarming that Jeep to get it fixed well enough to get her up and off uh, Metal Masher. It was just an amazing thing to see, and it goes directly back to what you're saying. The team, it was just huge a huge uh, organization to try to take care of that one jeeper and, and for as far as i know that was the only breakage that we had on the on that trail that was the only one of any significance that's for sure there was certainly perhaps a couple other minor crunches and different things yeah, but it wouldn't yeah. be it's called metal masher for a reason well i backed into a tree and had to get a tail light so there's that oops <laughs> it happens um so it's funny i don't think you were on our internal uh radio channel uh but we had an internal radio channel between the tread lightly guys and quadratech and, and a handful of others and when that happened it was pretty funny i'll give a little plug to scott ammerman and eric ammerman on the radio i heard we need an ammerman stat not for <laughs> eric stat that's great <laughs> they were both up to their elbows in uh in greasy, dirty stuff oh, in no time at yes, all. So yeah. uh, that was yeah, such a weird. That was such a weird failure too. Uh, I think the pin, the pinion uh, thing came out or something. It was. It's been a while now since I since I was in uh, that I uh, heard about it. So it's funny. Uh, I don't know if you know this story or not. Uh, I uh, actually got stuck up on Metal Masher uh, as night was falling without any kind of. Uh, I had no map. I had no no way of knowing where I was going other than just. Uh, looking at where the trail was, there was some, you know, some sandy spots and I saw some tread. So I was following it. My downward trend, I mean, my trend was downward. So I figured I was getting off the mountain. I figured worst case, I'd just pull over and sleep there for the night and then uh, try it again in the morning. Anyway, uh, I finally did uh, catch up with some Quadratech guys who, who helped me get off the mountain. And as I was driving out, uh, I was uh, talking to one of the uh, Jeep Talk Show people on uh, GMRS and uh, I saw this big trailer in front of me. Somebody pulled in a trailer. The guy jumps on there. Uh, he was with Quadratech. And uh, he said, uh, he goes, uh, is this Tony? And I said, yes. And he goes, I thought I recognized that voice. So there was a listener on the GMRS <laughs> channel. 
<laughs> I thought that Go was so wild. Yeah. So, and, and, and I wasn't really concerned about getting off a metal masher, but everybody was waiting for me in town to eat. I wanted to eat, damn it. I was hungry. <laughs> well, I was starved by the time we came down off of that, uh, off of that trail ride. And, uh, uh, yeah, I did not bring enough Scooby snacks for, uh, for the day. And I didn't bring enough, not so much because I would have survived just fine. Mm-hmm. But because I loaned out Scooby Snacks to a dozen people that didn't bring anything, and I'm like, you guys are going to be really hungry. If you thought this was a two- or three-hour drive, uh, no, that's not how this is going to go. Oh, uh, so the I guess it's the Monday night thing where all the, the vendors and stuff were, and that uh, was Zach's or something that was uh, upstairs uh, where you yep. meet up there. So I was talking to somebody, and they were saying, I said, yeah, I'm going on Metal Masher. And they said, really? Uh I said, yeah, uh, Greg Henderson told me that it was it was great. I should be fine. And it was like, really, Greg Henderson, unofficial use? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, does Greg like you? <laughs> I said, well, he could be trouble. But yeah, I think he's all right. So he, the people were making me nervous about going on Metal Masher. <laughs> it was well, fine. <laughs> let me offer you a suggestion. If Greg ever leads you astray again, <laughs> don't trust him on saying oh it's easy or it will be fine he's lying he's, he leads people astray like that i can't believe you bought into that well he so was driving we, a stock vehicle so he reminded me of that when i i questioned him i said hey this guy's asking me if you if you don't like me <laughs> oh, oh so i Greg didn't is awesome man yeah, that really guy is, is brilliant yeah <laughs> <laughs> he really is. So, uh, treadlightly.org, and I didn't mention uh, you're actually a board member uh, at Tread Lightly. And uh, yeah, I mean, you're just, you have your hands in so many things. We only spoke about a few of them tonight. Uh, Tom, we, we have to have you back. Now, I, I, you know how the kids love the social media. We've already mentioned fourfestevents.com, treadlightly.org. Uh, uh, where else can people find out more about you or uh, your stuff? Uh, nobody wants to find out about me, but the events are really cool. Um, Four Fest events on Instagram is always a good one. Um, you know, I'm on LinkedIn, I guess. I, I look in there occasionally. I don't know if, if anybody on the team has updated my profile. It, it probably looks like I'm much younger than I really am. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's probably good. If I ever need a job, might as well look younger. Uh-huh. Um, but it's... Uh, uh, you know, we, we try to do the socials um, uh, pretty frequently, but we're big, big believers in the hands-on, come out, go wheeling with us, come on out and enjoy an event with us. Um, lots of cool stuff coming in in 24 as well. Uh, but here we are four weeks out from Detroit Four Fest, so we're going we're gonna to make that uh, uh, a hugely exciting uh, proposition this year. And we are the weekend before the Detroit Auto Show. So we kind of kick off that whole week of automotive everything in Detroit. And uh, that makes it even more exciting because we got a lot of media uh, coming, a lot of media out uh, for for all of those activities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always a big thing. Uh, Chris has been there a few times. And uh, you met Chris uh, out at uh, Tilly Jeep Fest last year and this year. Uh, yeah. And uh, Chris is going to be there and uh, looking forward to, uh, to hearing all about it from Chris. Chris uh, does a great job going to these events. And it's just right there in his backyard, which makes it great. Yeah, well, we, uh, we love welcoming him. And uh, in fact, he was at our winter event. And yeah. um, I think we, 
I'm pretty sure we got Jim Morrison in a uh, Jeep talk show hat and everything that day and yeah. uh, got first to spend some time with Jim. Yeah, that was really funny. Uh, and uh, not only, and this is the big thing where you were talking about how Jim does stuff. After Jim got his hat and kept it on his head and walked off because I heard all about it. And uh, then uh, then he came back shortly thereafter and said, hey, Chris, let's get a picture in front of this Grand Cherokee, the, one of the, the Cherokees, I mean, one of the, the Jeeps that they had brought out. And then he got the official Jeep photographers to take the shot. It was him and Chris both wearing the Jeep talk shoe hat in front of the, of the Jeep. And that's just, I mean, I've never seen the picture, but that's all right. It's just the idea that he would come back and get Chris and get him in the picture. That, this says a lot about the individual. Yeah, it does. We And we're so lucky. I, I could go on and on and on naming Jeep team members that are that are a big part of of what we do and 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 all that kind of thing and uh um there's just some really really authentic guys in that mix and gals too oh absolutely way, yeah gals. and um and we we thoroughly enjoy all the fun we have with them and it's uh and it's awesome and uh glad that we could get chris hooked up you know the funny part about that photo i think i believe you may not have seen that photo because I think that was actually an unreleased vehicle that oh. uh, maybe they didn't want to have photographed. And Jim's like, yeah, take a picture in front of this one. <laughs> yeah. Photographers look at each other. <laughs> it was uh, it's a good time. Well, you know how it is, Tom. We could go on and on and on and on. It's always fun. Uh, and I'm so glad that I'm involved either directly or indirectly with all these things because it's just it's nice being part of the family, so to speak. And uh, you and uh, Four Fest events are certainly part of our family. And uh, looking forward to seeing you again at Easter Jeep Safari 2024. If not sooner, who knows where we may end up. So uh, anything Absolutely. could happen. Absolutely. Tom, thanks a lot for being here. And let's not make it a year uh, before we do the interview again. You know, you're right, Tony. That's a good point. Uh, I promise you have my commitment that I will not uh, be as remiss in uh, in getting back on and we're so grateful to you guys for all you do for for the jeep brand and for the off-road community and everything so congrats on all your growth here recently and uh keep up the hard work keep up the good work and uh, we'll see you soon somewhere on a trail you know it's always a good time talking to tom uh, Zelensky of four fest events fourfestevents.com uh, i highly recommend that if you're ever uh, at a, a, some sort of event or something or maybe you've gone out to uh, Holly Oaks uh, to attend one of the Four Fest events. Uh, look for Tom. He's always running around like he has got his uh, hair on fire. But uh, if you can uh, get a couple of minutes to talk to him, uh, it's very enjoyable. Tom's a great guy, and uh, uh, he tries to make time for you even when he is extremely busy. And I think that's one of the reasons why he's extremely busy because he's talking to everybody. <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. And uh, it, it, uh, I've uh, I've actually met Tom uh, at Easter Jeep Safari and uh, had a, a nice long conversation uh, with him out there on the trail. So uh, again, uh, go check out Four Fest Events, uh, fourfestevents.com. And uh, if you're going to go to the uh, the event in september uh make sure that you tag us on any pictures that you take out there uh hashtag jeep talk show so of course i have to remind you uh, about patreon we have a goal of 100 patreon subscribers we are at 36 so will you be the 37th patreon subscriber you know you get uh, ad-free content you get early access 
You get some great discount codes, and uh, you even get a Jeep Talk Show sticker. So tr- go over there to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, and you will see how you could become a Patreon subscriber today. And don't forget, there's lots of other things there on that page that you can do. You can send us emails. You can call us and give us a voicemail. Uh, share your thoughts. We love hearing from you guys. It, it really means a lot to us whenever you guys uh, uh, contact us. Well, that's a wrap for today's episode of the Jeep Talk Show. I want to give a big thank you to our special guests for joining us today and sharing their knowledge and experience with the Jeep community. Remember, we have four episodes a week, and it's understandable if you've missed past episodes. You can always find us on your favorite podcast podcast platform or our website. With over 850 episodes, there is plenty of Jeep Talk Show to entertain you while driving to your destination, uh, working out of the gym, mowing the grass, uh, Gosh, even while you're on the trail, you could listen to the show. Improve your day by listening to more Jeep Talk Show. You know, we love hearing from you, our listener. Reach out to us via email, phone, social media. We use your voicemails on the flagship episode. In other words, we play them and comment on them uh, so you can interact with us that way. Uh, You know, this is a great way for you to be on the show. Hear your voice on the Jeep Talk Show. So until next time, keep on jeeping, and we'll see you on the trails. Broadcasting since 2010.